and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. The Brad and Brit cast. It is our last one for this week. And next week, feel free to plan a vacation. We will not be doing the Brad and Brit cast. We're, no, uh, not for us. We're going to take a, uh, a week for some uh, R&R. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be back, you know, the following Monday. And looking at my uh, calendar, and I do have a calendar in here. Uh, yeah, it would be uh, like the 27th, right? 27th is what we're looking at. 27th, okay. Right. Uh, with that in mind, I'll tell you what. I got some good shit. If you mm-hmm. if you want me to roll some out, and you can, you can pick some. And by the way, there are no bad choices here. None. Oh, good, good. Okay, Let's see what you got. All right. Um, this Jordan isn't goat. He's woat, the worst of all time. <clears throat> uh, follow the Fauci, and you might get back to Kansas. Uh, just when you thought the Theranos Elizabeth Holmes scam couldn't get any worse. Jeez. Um, Urban Meyer on how to make friends and influence people, or the p- worst possible slogans in American political history. It was just one, and then it was two last week out of the Republican Party, and this one got by you, and it got by me, and I didn't notice it. Until yesterday. So, uh, again, all those are great. Jordan, follow the Fauci, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos scam, taking it to a new level. Urban Meyer, great guy, available, available. Raiders, Raiders, need a coach. <laughs> yeah. He's a proven winner. Hey, by the way, think of this. We lasted way longer at WVP. That's true. Urban Meyer did. He got canned before one before one season. Well, we might we as well see for two full years. We might as well know? start there. Urban Meyer, the coach yeah. of the Jacksonville Jaguars, for thirteen games. Uh, that's all he got, plus the two preseason ones in which he apparently kicked a player for not hitting their field goals. Uh, it was announced a little bit after midnight that Chad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, decided that's going to be quite enough of you, Urban. $12 million a year, Brad, and he is still owed if the contract is paid out to its fullest $108 million. Of course, the lawyers will now get involved and it will be a four cause. No, why don't you give us 70? No, we thought we'd give you 30. And then they'll start dickering back and forth. He'll have enough for gum when it's all over, but right. a complete embarrassment and a total disaster in less than one season in Jacksonville. But I, I think it is important just to get the, the one delightful detail on what apparently was the uh, the straw that that broke the Jaguars back uh, a kicker who used to be on the Jaguars I guess they already had cut him yeah uh, named Josh Lambo that's the guy said that during practice quote I was in a lunge position left leg forward right leg back got it while I'm in that stretch position Urban Meyer comes up to me and says hey dipshit make your fucking kicks and then he kicks him in the leg. And I'm thinking, uh, what's the big deal? Isn't that how you do coaching? Sure. <laughs> I'm, 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 how could you sure. be mad at that? Here well, in 1962, please. that's how you do coaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, it, it, the best part is that 
he kicks a kicker in the leg. Okay, it wasn't even it wasn't even like a defensive lineman who, again, it would be inexcusable. Also, but well, you, yeah. you go after the part of the body. <laughs> That's correct. Right, you know, it's like going up to a, a world class pianist. And taking a hammer and smashing Slamming his hand. fingers, sure, that's what, what you, you do. You, you couldn't, you couldn't hit him, you know, on the shoulder. He couldn't hit. Him. No, I, I went for his fingers. So, um, uh, Urban Urban Meyer is a a very very sick man. <laughs> you know, we, we we're gonna let for once, just for one second, I'm going to say he is he is mentally ill. You think so? He he needs help. Absolutely, he does right. need help. All right. Yeah, uh, and th that doesn't mean I feel sorry for him. That doesn't mean that uh, he's a victim. It doesn't mean, any but he is clearly a a sick man because once you start to add up in his past yeah. some of the other things that he has done, yeah. which in in uh, the world of uh, you know who from Florida and New Jersey, the uh, the the uh, <laughs> twice impeached former, you know, as long as you win, they'll tolerate. But once you start losing, then no, just just no. And what was he two and thirteen or something like two, that? Two and thirteen. I would I, a couple of, of points about this. You know, there have been some very convenient illnesses in his past that have helped him leave places too. So those well, I think have to be examined but, as well. Brett, that just he's he is exactly he is a, a he is a a, a conniving, non empathetic, so weird, weird, angry horrible person there's no other way to put it yeah and uh i guess if you want to go all the way what were you thinking when you hired him mr khan uh, now uh, did you think that you were going to be the one this is like I, I i finally found i can reform him he you know if if i date him he'll be good to, to me we'll get yeah, married a, and we'll have beautiful children he's a bad boy it i can fix him that way yeah. Uh, when they when the Jaguars came into this league in the early 90s with the Panthers, they were owned and brought into the league by a guy named Wayne Weaver, who was a big shoe guy. I think he was the shoe show or one of those big places. And the, and the, the owners were like, oh, my God, we have to have this guy as part of our ownership. Ever since the cons have taken over, and I think it's been 20 years now, the franchise has been a, just a raging disaster. It's been dumpster fire after dumpster fire after dumpster fire. I would contend to you, and I looked this up, the original problem with Urban Meyer, which started really even before the season started, but on October the 2nd is when those pictures came out of him at the club with the with the woman and so on and so forth. What happened six days after that, Brad? That was when the John Gruden stuff started coming out. So all of a sudden, the attention was diverted from this shit show here to this shit show here, at least nationally. So I think that bought him a couple of months. He probably should have been fired back in October. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think this would have happened anyway. But yes. you know, you're, you're 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 right. There is it's always interesting, but you can't think that that had anything to do with anything. But but he you know his history, and uh, when he was the the uh, you know of course he won a couple championships at the University of Michigan. <clears throat> his coach, <laughs> no, you know, I don't was, believe I don't believe that's where he coached at all. I think he was Ohio at the, the Ohio State University. I believe is where right. he coached football. Right. <laughs> that's cute though. Right. <laughs> don't you i mean it seems like extreme narcissism i hope he does not become like anti-woke america's favorite coach now because well i think they should kick players kicking players is the greatest thing well, of all time you know i i tell you what uh, as always yeah uh, in, in doing the massive amount of research 
on this subject, I wanted to check for sure if he had any relationship to Trump. Right. And uh, it appears not really. It looks like that in 2016, during the uh, campaign, and remember how many times Trump has done this, where he will just pick a name that's popular at the moment wherever he might be speaking right. and use it and lie about it. And he said back then that Urban Meyer has said some nice things about me. Okay? <laughs> He's my friend. <laughs> right, right. And, and there's no real evidence that Urban Meyer was a, was a Trumper or, or anything of the sort. Um, the only, I just wish it were true. Okay, that's one of those things. I can't prove it, and I don't even think it's true, but I just wish it were true. It would be helpful, but he, he well, kind of stands on his own as a as a creep. Now, this is the real question. Will he ever get another coaching job I again? Don't. Is this the well, but he can always go back to college. Really? Really? He can, What college? And I know that's a stupid question. You know, there, there is mercenary worse in many yeah. cases than the yeah. NFL ever is. And I, I understand that, but isn't there something that makes you unemployable like this? Hope, he's not a so. losing college coach. We know no. he's a winner at that level. There's a lot of guys that have come to the NFL and failed. He's not the first one. He won't be no. the last. Nick Saban. Uh, Nick Saban I is believe, a guy. I believe we, yes, I believe we have one 90 miles down the road right now. In <laughs> well, okay. that's true. That happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's happening. Yeah, in in real time. No, I I I just don't know. Like of all the open jobs that are happening and all that stuff that's been filled, I don't know anybody standing up at like one of the big, huge, massive jobs and going, "That guy, we need him." I, well, I don't know. It's going to be that way. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise if it happens. It's not going to be a. There's not going to be a public courting, because the minute his name leaks out publicly that he's yeah. talking to. The University of X, you know, the the outcry will be just deafening. So it would be they're just going to spring him on, on on the public if he gets hired somewhere. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. You, don't you want your kid to come to what UCLA or whatever and get kicked by Urban Meyer? Is, it, is that going to be the selling point? You can get kicked by one of the great coaches of all time. Here he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about when Bobby Knight threw that chair? You didn't say anything about that. What about that? <laughs> what about Woody Hayes hit that guy? What about yeah, that? When, he, when he beat that guy up, you know, that guy was bloody. He never walked again. He was a cripple after that. How come you didn't say nothing about that? Well, All right. Story number one is going to be, he's not, this Jordan is not the goat. He's the woat, the worst of all time. Worst Let's go with that time. one. All right. Uh, that, there you go. Um, all right. How about uh, follow the Fauci and you might get back to Kansas, uh, just when you thought that the Theranos-Elizabeth Holmes scam couldn't get any stupider, it just did, or the worst possible slogans in American political history right now by uh, your favorite party, the party formerly known as the Republicans. Let's do the uh, that Jordan story. This Jordan is not the goat. He is the woke. No, no, we just did it. Oh, that was it? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I crossed it up. I'm sorry. That, that was that was the wrong, wrong story. My fault. My mistake. Try to of pay course, attention. We're talking. We're talking about Jim Jordan. Jim we're Jordan. About Jim Jordan, the the worst of all time, because it was naturally revealed, uh, not surprisingly, that uh, he was the one 
that wrote uh, one of the most notorious uh, texts that we've seen so far. And he is, and, and I will uh, uh, cede the floor to you when I tell you, if you don't know, what his, quote, excuse is for what he uh, uh, texted, okay? Uh, you know, he's the one that uh, uh, texted the uh, thing that uh, I'm looking at a page that is fucking blocking me now, and I can't read it. Um, <laughs> the text, the text so, just message from Jordan to Meadows, released by committee on Monday, read, on January the 6th, 2021, Vice President Mike Pence, as president of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. Jordan's office said the shortened version misrepresented the context of content of the text with an inadvertently placed period. The January 6th committee acknowledged. Do you know, do you, wait, wait. Do you know what the rest of it is? He tries no. to, to he tries to pin it on Alexander Hamilton in, in the all, Federalist Papers. I swear to God. So in all what, in all no, accordance with I, the guidance, of course, Alexander Hamilton didn't say that about elections. So he's lying about the fact that you think you were taken out of context, Jordan. No, it's actually worse when you mm. see the whole thing. But here's the worst part. He's saying he didn't write it. He was just passing along the text. It's right. kind of like, I didn't tweet it. I retweeted it. So therefore, I'm not responsible for I it. So if I send you a text, Britt, that uh, it says, you know, here's the formula for a nuclear bomb, um, and, and, and it, it's a good one, and you <laughs> send that text to somebody, you're not responsible for sending the text to somebody <laughs> who actually might know how to make a bomb. Because you just sent on my text, right? Isn't that how it works? And the rest of it reads, in accordance with guidance from founding father Alexander Hamilton and judicial precedents, no legislative act, wrote Alexander Hamilton in Federalist Number 78, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. The court in Hubbard versus Lowe reinforced this truth that an unconstitutional statute is not a law at all, is a proposition no longer open to discussion. Following this rationale, an unconstitutionally appointed elector, like an unconstitutionally enacted oh, statute, is stop. no elector at all. That was the not, whole thing that was truncated, apparently. He just, he's full of shit. He's full of shit. Now, well, since we're going to go, we need to go as low as we can because we're talking about Jordan. Uh, I was sitting there with, with Jane last night, and we were watching this story, and she goes, is he even a lawyer? And I said, well, I, I don't know. Let me make sure. And it turns out, you ready? Jim Jordan did graduate from law school. Okay. But he never took the bar exam. Okay. So bar. now he's, he's, but even better, he went to Capital University Law School. All right. It, it, I don't know whether Capital is a tier three, tier four, or tier seven law school, but it is. Okay. Because there's, for instance, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you want to go to a top tier law school, there's a big one where Urban Meyer used to coach football, okay? If you go to Capitol, it means you really got shitty grades or a shitty LSAT score, and you're just trying to get into law school. And you know what? You might go through there, come out, and be a great lawyer. It's yeah. possible. We'll but never know. if you're Jim Jordan, and you're a piece of shit, and you go to law school at a third-tier law school, and you don't even bother to take the bar exam, what the hell were you wasting your time for? What were you doing? Well, we know what you were doing. You were you know, probably figuring out how to learn how to cover up the bullshit that you might be doing later in your life, like as a wrestling coach. Right. That's right. 
the, the school that has the law school that you weren't smart enough to get into, Ohio State. And now, as you are part of the uh, plot to overthrow the United States. Um, but, uh, and by the way, just, uh, I, I know this is of great interest to you. I lived within walking distance. I mean, like 90 seconds from Capital University when I was a kid on a, a street in Columbus. It's on the east side of Columbus, a little town called Bexley. And that's where Capital is. It's a beautiful little area. I've never heard of it. I've never in my life heard of that place. Capital University. Check her out. Check her out. It's terrible. Um, it's a damn. private university in Columbus, Ohio, it says. Yeah. It's a place you should never go. Bexley, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Capital was founded as the Theological Seminary of the Evangelical Lutheran Synod of uh, Ohio in 18 and 30. Oh, I remember that. I remember when it was founded. I was there. <laughs> you were right, right on time. Here's I, your... Uh, here, see, here, I, think, it's, I, yeah, I think that the, the, the uh, Democrats have finally figured out that much of this is not only the content of the outrage of the disgrace of the plot. And I think the word conspiracy now really applies here. We talk about conspiracy theories that are just stupid. They're just listening to conspiracy theories about that. No, this is a real conspiracy theory because it's made up. And I think the technical explanation of a conspiracy is when, I I don't know whether it's two, it might be more than two. I think it's when two or more people are Mm -hmm. communicating an idea that if put into motion um, would be a violation of the law. And there are all kinds of laws that, that apply to conspiracies, but you know, we're at the federal level here and we're, we're talking about overturning the government. So I don't know what applies, but you know, Jim Jordan, his name has now come out. We know. And again, you get your uh, conspiracy uh, bingo card on overthrowing the government. And we, we said it yesterday before we knew it was Jordan that his, picture was going to be in the center space turns out we're accidentally right and uh, you know some of the other players and if the democrats are smart and they appear to be getting a little bit smarter right now about this they will be revealing these names not all at once but one at a time gives you a chance to to let each one marinate and for you to understand what you're hearing and um i you know it, it just feels like the gas pedal has been pushed down a little bit on this. It, well, it, and it, it is. It's death by a thousand cuts or Chinese water torture, whatever you call it, as they drip, drip, drip this shit out. And I think that's probably the smart way to do it is that all of these Republicans that have been bitching and all of a sudden, well, we got you. Oh, OK. Uh, and then the next day we got you and then we got you. And here's another text that you sent. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it's probably a good way to go because eventually there are a lot of people that are sweating this. They know that eventually they're going to get around to their text. They're completely inappropriate, fucked up text that they sent on January the 6th, uh, begging Mark Meadows to get Donald Trump to stop. Are, are, are we going to have a series of subpoenas served to people like Jim Jordan? I hope so. A, a member of the House of Representatives ordered to hear, to, to appear in front of a, a panel of his uh, <clears throat> colleagues in the House of Representatives. And then when he, on, of course, orders from Trump, refuses the subpoena, you know, will he just get charged just like uh, Mark Meadows has been and just like 
Uh, Bannon has been. I would think so. I think you've got to go all the way. You've got to go until these people just crack, until mm-hmm. they completely crack. And, and you know, uh, I did see somebody asking the question in capital letters, where's Ivanka? Okay. It's very strange. Her name isn't coming up at all. And you know she was there. Mm. You know she was. Executive privilege. Yeah, there is executive, executive privilege. privilege. Uh, executive privilege. She was a very special yeah. advisor to the president. I don't want you to bring her name into yeah. this. Yeah, I, follow uh, the Fauci. Let's go to our next story, which is follow the Fauci. Yeah. Well, uh, I was uh, talking to you a few minutes ago before we got started that uh, I was on a, a a full-fledged Costco run on Thursday morning, and uh, at least in our part of the world here in North Carolina, I judge the panic level by what percentage of people are wearing masks in a Costco, which mm. is, uh, uh, this is not a disparaging remark. I'm not making it this way. Costco is not Walmart. It's, it's a slightly better healed crowd, but not that, but enough. Yeah. And Costco had more stringent rules on wearing masks a long time ago before it was government policy. And, now, they've, for the most part, let up. And I would say today, 50 to 60% of people were still wearing masks, which sounds terrible. But apparently, compared to much of the country, much of the, we're done with the virus, fuck you, we're living our lives, what virus, what are you talking about? I want my freedom fuck it, I didn't get it, what's the big deal? Or if I did get it, I didn't know it, and I'm immune. And if I didn't get a shot, fuck you. That part of America, we don't appear to be living quite in that that radical of a, of a rejectionist part of the United States, but we got some of it. And it is going to help fuel the spread of the, the uh, Omicron version of the virus, which is uh, clearly much more... Um, contagious and it's growing exponentially and it's 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 doubling or however the number the numbers are are, are terrible fauci is back to being that fauci again that Mm -hmm. nanny again warning us that uh it's going to be a really bad winter and if people are just determined are just determined to pretend that it's all over um you are setting up your fellow citizens who work in the medical field in hospitals for more hell than they've ever experienced and that sounds pretty bad because they've already experienced almost two years of hell and that's all across the country and it's it's rolling pain uh and you know, uh, I mean, we're, we're just, I, I understand the, the charge that, well, because the government has been so inconsistent in its messaging, therefore, well, you know what? That's not enough of an excuse for me. Since when are the people who always complain that government can't do anything right since when are they taking orders from the people who they say can't do anything right and they can't think for themselves correctly if they're somehow confused by the fact that 
uh, well, two months ago, it was two shots and you were fully vaccinated. Now it's clearly three, but government policy, the NIH, or the, hasn't said officially three, so that's an excuse. I'm not getting my third yet. What's wrong with you? What are you thinking? Because I don't know about you, Britt. I'm thinking about when the calendar keeps moving along, when am I going to get my fourth? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready as soon as they say. And, and, and I'm ready for them to now say that it shouldn't be six months since your last shot, if it was your second shot or your Johnson right. & Johnson first shot. It may be three or four months because... I'm in line. And call right. me a sheep. If, call me a sheep if you want to. Call me a tool of the. Oh, I, I'm a tool of the government. I'm a tool of the. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just a slave to whatever. This is a great article that Bloomberg published. Uh, Drew Armstrong is the main author of this one. Unvaccinated COVID patients uh, push hospital systems past the brink. The, he. This is uh, in Kentucky, and this is actually he went to the hospitals there before all of the tornado stuff hit, and it's just. As you can imagine, some of these are in very rural areas where the vaccination rates are well below 50 percent and the workers there are just beyond mental health and stress are at an all time high. You have people that have been quitting at a record rate. Um, You can't recruit enough people to hire them. The people that they have are being worked to death. Uh, It's just People, I, I don't know if this message is getting out to the public enough. I don't know if it's penetrating, Brad. Well, see, Britt, uh, I hate to, to correct you and, and sure. speak down to you, but you clearly don't get the point here because if it wasn't for these government mandates telling yeah. people who work in our medical systems to get vaccinated, we'd have plenty of people. The real problem is this autocratic ordering of people to allow their bodies to be violated by an unproven vaccine that has not been tested <laughs> you don't even against believe their will when they want to serve their communities. In the, and so they are quitting, and that's why these hospitals don't have enough people. Don't you know that? Don't you? And by the way, what I just said is what they are saying. Of course. You do realize that. You of do course. Know that. That's exactly and, right. Um, and then they'll, they'll, they'll point to that one hospital in upstate New York where there were really a, a, a striking number of uh, people who were unvaccinated and they got fired and they got fired. So um, I, I, how long ago did we say on this Brad and Brit cast that we were pretty sure that when the death count hit 1 million, that it wouldn't make one bit of difference. Okay. And uh, this would be an interesting little test right now. This would be equivalent to when they uh, walk down the street and show the picture of some political candidate. Nobody knows who it is. Right. right. Or, or, you know, right now they could, uh, you know, pick a pick a, a, a famous national figure that we know easily that if, if you walk down the street with a, a picture of Pete Buttigieg now, who hasn't been a, you know, how many people would know who he is? But how, how, how about this? Um, ask people without any prompting, how many people have died in the United States? Documented people have died from coronavirus. What do you think most people would say? I'll bet they have no idea that we're already past 800,000, that we're 80% to a million. I don't know. Right. 
They have, and, and, and as we all know, whatever number is the official number, there are probably lots of people sure. who, who did die uh, either never having been treated or having it trigger other things that, 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 that killed them, particularly older people. Um, but I'll bet you 75% of people in this country couldn't come within a half million of the 800,000 number. What do you think? Uh, I'm afraid you're right about that. I'm afraid no, no. I, I would not take the under on it. Right. And, and by the way, not that, not that that matters. No. Right. Right. And, well, and, but it, it, ma it matters to an extent because so it, many it matters, just, but it wouldn't matter to them. It would it not ma matter. To it matters to the extent that people have turned it off. That's the problem is that people have turned it off and they do have their guards completely down in many cases and they're not wearing the masks that they should. All of that stuff is happening. Yeah, that's that's what's that's what the issue is. Not that they can't come up with the exact number or whatever, but that they're they're tuned out to all of this right now. That's that's the issue. Uh, I mean, how maybe if the NFL has to shut down or the NBA has to shut down again, mm -hmm. it'll it'll get a little bit of attention, but that probably won't mean anything either. Uh, it will not occur to to uh, the unvaccinated, the recalcitrant, the the uh, the know nothings, um, that you know the NBA as a physical example of humanity. These are fit, super fit people in their their twenties and thirties. Okay, mm -hmm. so they don't die from it because mm -hmm. most of them, almost all of them, are vaccinated and they're going to recover from it. But that's not you. No. And that's not me. No. That's not most of us. And if, if you're willing to take that chance, and we're so far past now where we were a year, year and a half ago, where at least there seemed to be some kind of general agreement, not with everyone, that the reason to wear a mask would be to protect other people and yourself. And uh, I get that we have to do whatever we can to slow this. All right, I'll wear them. Okay, I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. We're so far past that moment now. Now, the mask is truly a symbol of government oppression and government oppression only. Because somebody somewhere got coronavirus who was wearing a mask, so therefore none of them work. It's like somebody died in a car where they were wearing their seatbelt, therefore no seatbelts. <laughs> Don't ever wear a seatbelt, right? Yeah. Right. And disable, yeah. Your, disable your airbags, too, while you're at do it. Just do it. Because <laughs> you're a tool of, of big government if you have an airbag uh, that works in yeah. your car. Right, right. You ca you caved into that one. You caved Give me the one. Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos story. This has been... Uh, Quite the cause to live. There's a couple of documentaries. Do you, you listen to any podcasts about this or read that much about it? I've I've seen documentaries about the, right, the whole situation. That, yeah, that works. So so you you know who who she is? She's sure. uh, she's this uh, she's another Stanford dropout who didn't found Facebook. Okay, an absolute <laughs> she, fraud. She, right. She's a she's a fraud. She she's a fraud. she's the Urban Meyer of. Uh, Wait, I take that back. Urban Meyer did win. Okay. He did, yeah, yeah. He was, he was he, real. She's never really won. 
She she's, had a, a, she's a scamster. She's a liar. If you don't know the company, she supposedly had this thing where you could get a drop of blood from somebody's finger and get the same results as you could from drawing blood from somebody's sure. arm. And no it turned point. out to be completely fraudulent. And now she's in court being sued for a lot Brit, of money for fraud. Right. Well, Britt, uh, remember when you and I invented a machine called the Fartorama? You could, if you fart. <laughs> See, you laugh at machine. this, but you know Al Franken really wrote a sketch about examining stuff and finding out medical stuff from farts you know he really truly did that back in the i didn't 80s. know that I didn't yeah know that. he did he wrote that sketch and it became stuff of legend it never made it to air but <laughs> tina fey would bring it back on her show as the fart machine thing on 30 rock but yes he uh, actually did where you would you would examine somebody based on their farts and you could tell them what if they have high cholesterol or whatever right okay so she she's a liar and a, and a fraud on the level of bernie madoff we mm -hmm. never thought we'd see the likes of him again, but in, in effect, we, we really did, but just in a different form and with a lot fewer people and with a lot with, with nobody whose lives were completely destroyed by the amount of money that she she swindled out of them, whether it was Henry Kissinger or former secretary of, of state George Schultz or right. or uh, Rupert Murdoch or you know people. She she swindled all these people into investing hundreds of thousands of dollars into this phony phony company so she's on trial now and uh i think the jury is going to get the case uh today which is which is thursday and and now she she pulled out the uh, ultimate card from the bottom of the deck a few weeks ago and said the only reason that she did this because she's abused and she was in an abusive relationship oh my god and the man, right right she pulled that shit. oh my god okay. right as if no matter how abusive the relationship was, let's say that it was. Let's say this guy, Sonny Bowami, whose real first name was Ramesh, but he's Sonny. <clears throat> it's kind of like calling for uh, for for help, you know, for your for your computer. You always talk to Sonny. Um, <laughs> am I in trouble? Am I in trouble for that? Oh, you're so bigoted. It's the most racist thing I've ever I'm heard so in my entire life. Um, so let's say Sonny did. That still is no explanation for the deliberate scams and schemes and lies and forgeries and manipulation and threats that you were leveling for the few years that this thing was uh, flying uh, over the clouds and, and, and raking in money with no real results. just You were just faking it. But here we go. We've got a guy named Mark Ostrovsky who put in $150,000 and he says he plans to sell, you ready, his stock certificate in Theranos as an NFT, a non-fungible token. Oh, my God. That someone will want to buy this. You get the physical stock certificate, you get the paper, and you get the digital version, which I guess gives you, what, the right to have it forever in perpetuity and it's worthless even on its own face. And he thinks that someone will pay. You know what? If someone's willing to pay $150,000 or more for that, have at it. If you're that stupid, go for it. Well, don't you, aren't you going to use the argument you have too much money? If you have $150,000 to spend on that shit, you have too much money? <laughs> well, that just goes without saying. But, yeah, I, sure. <laughs> but, but wouldn't the only reason that you would ever buy something like this, and I, I truly can't get the full concept of these non-fungible tokens i don't really understand it i'm not pretending that i do 
but if but no matter what you invest in you usually always do it in the hopes that at some point down the road there will be a bigger idiot willing to pay you more money than you paid for it so he's assuming that um, there is someone out there right now who wants to cough up the 150 and that person would buy it only under the assumption that they would be able to turn around at some point right and and sell it unless this is just a, a a charitable thing to bail this jerk out well you do i mean you understand to the effect that this is this is supposedly the art of the future that the picassos and the van goghs of the yeah. future are going to be on a tablet on your wall that you can that that's essentially what it is and it belongs only to you i i don't understand how it's not easily you know duplicated but apparently well it the is signature, the that's signature the point. that's what the doesn't signature the signature code of it is such that you know that you have the original and nobody else can can rip it off allegedly i i don't know but, but apparently but did this you leave is, out a word you have the original copy of the original which i i again i it, it's past me it's it's i, I, I don't I, I don't see it i don't understand it i don't understand crypto uh, I mean, I understand it to an extent, but again, these things don't make any sense to me, so I don't play in that that into the pool. That's just not what I do. But yeah, I if you're buying this, I mean, it's a piece of history, but it's a piece of stupid history. Sure, I mean, they're they're probably this should probably be displayed in physical form in the Smithsonian or something. Is this no, was a horrible person there either? <laughs> this is a horrible person who ripped off a lot of people who thought they were really smart. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure exactly what you get out of spending 150 grand on something that's so fraudulent. Like, oh, I have a piece of Enron furniture from their headquarters. It's right there in my living room. You want to see it? It's an Enron chair that Kenneth Lay actually sat in. <laughs> I mean, it's it is beyond stupid that somebody would have 150 thousand dollars sitting around and think that that would be a great thing to spend it on. Yep. yep. Um, Any charity, dude. We just had entire city, we had entire towns leveled in fucking Kentucky. How about just throwing a couple of bucks that way? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not being a do-gooder. I'm not virtue signaling, but Jesus Christ, if you yeah, can't figure right. out what to do with 150 grand, better than that, you're you're failing. All right, worst slogans in U.S. history. I I'm think. ready. I'm ready and, for this. And again, the, these are ones that. At least the first one, it got by me last week. Maybe you heard it last week, but we certainly didn't talk about it. Toddler takeover. Oh, boy. Have you heard this? No. The Republicans stood in the well of the Senate last week. And you know how they'll they'll have behind them a giant easel with a, yeah. with a big cardboard thing. Two words. And so their, the word. their people can understand because it can't be more right. than like two syllable words either. Right. Right. Uh, toddler Takeover. You're right. All of Trump's slogans are three words. That's right. This one was two. And uh, what does it refer it, to? It, what are they? What it, are they it, talking it, about? Well, isn't that wonderful that you have to ask the question? Yeah, Doesn't that is. mean that it sucks? Okay. <laughs> Here's what it has to do with. It has to do with the fact that um, a lot of the spending that would be done in the legislation that is bottled up right now by Joe Manchin and unable to get through the Senate because, you know, they're never going to get the 60 votes. It's, it's too much money for, for little kids, for little toddlers. 
But the phrase toddler takeover. Oh, it's so bad. Which, by the way, remember, hang on, by the way, remember, I had to explain that, and it still is stupid, isn't it? It's still it's stupid. stupid. Right, right. But the phrase toddler takeover is kind of a, a pejorative among parents who you never use that. I never recall nobody ever nobody in history's ever heard of this i don't what is that but the truth but of course when you have a child very often yeah you have to to spend a disproportionate amount of your entire life yeah so that's a toddler takeover and i I think it's it's insulting in about 150 ways it's another one of those what don't republicans have children have they never had a toddler no they don't or does it really apply in an intelligent way to slamming the Democrats for daring to want to spend money on the future, which, sorry, they're toddlers right now. We Mm. want to spend money on them. And you know what? You don't have to spend so much money on me. I'm 66. You know, what are you going to do for me now? Okay. Sure. I get, I don't even get social security yet. Fuck it. I'll get it when I'm 70. Fuck it. But, but the idea that you would be so crass, as to think see when you said it let me let me tell you let me tell you what i thought when i heard when you said it. i thought they were talking about like the the democrats acting like babies i thought they were acting like like aoc and her people and that that's what they meant by toddler takeover it's so stupid now this gives me hope but this gives me hope for 2022 if their messaging is going to be this piss poor the democrats might have a shot if this is going to be the stupid ass messaging from the republican party but but here's the point i can't tell you that that wasn't part of the thought process behind toddler takeover <laughs> what you just said i don't know that it's so stupid all they have to do i, I, I hate to give them ideas because i know they're listening all they have to do is push that stupid ass parental bill of rights if they push that which means nothing and it's complete horseshit and it's social stuff all they have to do is push that and they can glide to victory very easily in 2022 well that would prevent a toddler takeover wouldn't it <laughs> that, that whole thing all right, here's, all right, you ready for if the they're going to trip over their if they're going to trip over their own dicks like this, then the Democrats have a serious shot next year. Ready for the second oh, I'm ready. worst slogan ever? And I, boy, this this one popped out. <clears throat> Here we go. Critical energy theory. Critical energy oh, theory. These people, these people are and terrible. Th- this one comes from the American Legislative Exchange. Council, the people who basically are the worst human beings in America, they plot and they distribute to states all of the terrible things that get put into legislation, whether it's about energy or abortion or voting rights or these are the people in what is an informal think tank all over the country. There are a lot of people that are in our state who are part of this. So here we go. And, and 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 by the way, uh, this is of course originally funded by uh, the Koch brothers. Now a Koch brother, one one died, um, and uh, the idea of calling something critical energy theory. Critical energy theory is an attempt to call out financial institutions, big banks, big investors, big money, venture capital that now doesn't feel that fossil fuels are the energy of the future. It's kind of like when we work for Don Curtis, okay? Don (laughs) Curtis thinks that AM radio is the future. 
okay. So what does he do? He guy's still buying AM radio stations. <laughs> Republicans think that that fossil fuels, that oil and natural gas are the energy of the future. And so therefore, um, you know, critical energy theory is the theory that you have to call out all the big money suppliers for uh, companies in the energy industry, the drillers who now can't get capital because money is now going towards renewables, towards solar, uh, towards all kinds of things. So this is, this is the right-wing pushback, and they call it critical energy theory. Now, this actually opens the door because everything can now use the critical blank theory. Uh, you can have uh, critical regulation theory. You can have critical entitlement theory, right? What about critical bullshit crit theory. What about that? Critical, what, that? what about critical war on Christmas theory? Um, God. Because once they grab onto something, right, it never stops. They think they've got something there. And they think uh. that critical race theory is such a big hit that they've now officially gone with critical energy theory and the rest of them. So which do you think, and you have to pick one, which is worse? Toddler takeover or critical energy theory? Give I, us a call. I, I'm gonna go with the toddler takeover. Just just toddler out of takeover. oh, 